Welcome to the Brian Kane Peak Performance Podcast. On each and every episode, Brian talks with coaches, athletes, and performers in all arenas who are putting into practice the principles of peak performance that will help you close the gap from where you are to where you want to be, to help you become a master of the mental game, and to help you start dominating the day. Which sport is your favorite to be with on game day? You know, that's a great question, but I, I don't really have an answer for that because I, I don't have a favorite sport. I don't look at myself as working in sport. I look at myself as working with people. So whoever the person is that's competing that day, that's my favorite sport, whether it's equestrian, blackjack in Las Vegas, or not blackjack, but World Series of Poker in Las Vegas, or it's a UFC fight, or it's a Little League baseball game, or a college baseball game. I mean, they're all my favorite. I'm a big believer that you got to be where your feet are and just make that the big time, right? It's a great book by Frosty Westerling called Make the Big Time Where You Are. So I get that question a lot of what's your favorite sport to work with? I don't have one. Who's your favorite athlete to ever work with? I don't have one um, because they're all my favorite. And I, and, I, and I truly mean that when I say that. You know, If I said what's the most exciting, it's probably a UFC fight because it's so short and it's so you know fast. Um, and you, know, you're, you train and guys train for eight weeks and a fight lasts you know, maybe max 15 to 25 minutes if it's a five-round fight where baseball you play every day. You know, golf you compete, it takes you four hours, but you're only executing a skill for like six minutes. So you got all that time to walk around. So every sport is different and they're all unique. And I have a passion for the people, not necessarily the sport, you know. And I think sometimes people get surprised when I say I don't really like the game of baseball. I'm not a huge baseball fan. I am a enormous fan of what baseball can teach you as a young man and can teach you about life because of the failure and the adversity and what it takes to succeed in that game in terms of commitment to the process. So I love what baseball teaches. Uh, I'm just not, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of any, I'm not a fan of any sports per se. I'm a fan of people and competition. What suggestions would you have for a team that's in their second year using your training materials? You know, the second year using the training materials, it's stay the course. We're going to go back and we're probably going to do the same exact process that we did in year one. It's going to have a little bit more pace and tempo to it because the foundation has been set and there's going to be a lot more ownership by the returning staff and returning athletes. So my role in year one is, is the teacher and in real year two, it's still teacher, but it's more facilitator. You know, if year one's 90% teacher, 10% facilitator, year two is probably 50-50 where what I mean by facilitation is... I may have a returning pitcher talk about pitching routines while we're showing his video in year two, where in year one, he doesn't know what a pitching routine is, and I don't have any video of him, so he can't do that. So in year two, I try to get the athletes to own it more. And I think a lot of misconception in year two is is people going, hey, we already did this. Well, you know, guess what? The greatest coach of all time, John Wooden, used to spend time teaching his athletes how to put their socks on so they wouldn't get blisters the first day of practice every year. And I'm a subscriber to that school of thought in that the fundamentals are the fundamentals. You do not rise to the occasion. You sink to your levels of training and habits. So in year 10 with the TCU baseball program, we're still going over the fundamentals that we went over in year one in the same way, the same videos, the same handouts, because the fundamentals are the fundamentals. And usually success is a result of execution of the fundamentals where failure is a breakdown in the lack of execution of the fundamentals. How do you get reluctant players to buy in? Yeah, that's another good question. I get asked that a lot, especially by people young or new to the profession of peak performance. And 
I think the answer is the four stages of commitment, the four stages of buy-in. You know, I think every athlete, when and I was the same way as, as when I when I first got exposed to sports psychology, thinking, "Hey, I'm not screwed up. I don't need sports psychology." Um, is the four stages. You know, stage one is they say, "Hey, this is not for me," right? Stage two is they say, "This is okay for others." Stage three is they say, "Well, I'll try it," and stage four is I can't believe I did it any other way. And an example of that in my life recently was when I moved from a PC to a Mac computer. You know, everybody has a Mac, but I said, man, that ain't for me. I'm good on a PC. I'm good enough. I've spent all my time here, blah, blah, blah. And then I came to the point where I said, well, it's okay for others. Everyone else in the world has a Mac computer except for me, but I'm good enough. And boy, was I wrong. When you get to stage three, you go, I'll try it. I even tried it to the extent where I went and bought one, had it. And brought it back because I didn't want to take it out of the box because I wasn't ready yet to move. And then my PC crashed. I went and bought an Apple. And I said, put all the PC software, that Windows Parallels on there so I can use it like a PC because I'm a PC guy. And about a week later, I said, I can't believe I never did this. I'm saving time. I open my computer and it works. I don't have to sit there and wait, wasting life, dying because my computer's not turning on. So that's an example of me. But I think when you're talking about trying to get people to buy into a program, you go right through that same process is... Let's say you're a college baseball player. I'm going to talk about and show videos of people who are at a level that are higher than you are. So uh, if your team is trying to get to Omaha, I'm going to show videos of teams in Omaha that I've worked with. I'm going to show players of the 800 guys that have been drafted that have gone through this system. I'm going to show them playing at the big leagues or them in professional baseball. You know, if you're a football player, often they want to see videos of the NFL or they also want to see guys that are more mentally tough than they are. So I often go to Navy SEALs, I go to MMA fighters. And show those types of videos because they'll often get right to stage two where they go, okay, that's okay for others, and I want some of that, so I'll try it. And then once they try it, most of the time, after a year, they'll look back and say, man, I can't believe I ever did it any other way. Which aspect of your mission brings you the most fulfillment? Hands down teaching. My mission statement is to educate, empower, and energize other people to a lifestyle of excellence and fulfillment. And my mission is to do that you know, through onboarding people with the skills that are in the 12 pillars of peak performance. But the biggest piece in that deal is educator. And you know, growing up, my dad was an educator. And I think that's one of the probably the best gifts that he gave me was just the passion for teaching. You know, he always taught us in the backyard, whether it was you know, football or baseball, but just being a longtime educator. And I, I taught one year of high school health and phys ed, which wasn't my bag, but have always wanted to be an educator, you know, and I think that's the way that you pass on the gifts. And I've looked at the people that have had the biggest impact on my life. Dr. Ken Revisa was my mentor, uh, John Allen, my high school football coach, Dr. Rob Gilbert, they're all teachers. And I think that's the greatest gift is the gift that you can give to someone else because it keeps on going and it, and it keeps on growing. So I think the piece about empowering other people and energizing other people happens because you're teaching. And I think the energizing piece is just, I'm so jacked up on life because I get to live my mission every single day teaching and, and teaching other people that the energy is just comes across. I mean, if you were to ask me, hey, do you have great energy? I would not say yes. I mean, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't intentionally wake up every day and say I have to have great energy. I mean, right now in my life for this quarter of the, of the year, you know, my one word focus is energy because I think I needed to have better energy, you know, and I was, I was taking a lot of caffeine and C4 and, and Red Bull and pre-workout stuff to try to just keep operating and clicking at that pace. But 
what I found is as I is it took me about 25 days now I'm about 25 days off of doing any kind of caffeine or pre-workout or anything like that just because I you know I felt like it was it was controlling me more so maybe than I was controlling it it was probably just a habit of you know you get in the habit of putting that stuff in your system in the morning when you wake up or whatever and honestly I got better energy now than I think I ever have and I think it's because I'm sleeping better working out better and eating better and it's got nothing to do with the caffeine I think if you're dependent on caffeine to get your energy level up then some area of your life is breaking down and that breakdown is probably coming in your EMS and this is new I've never talked about this this is a new find and some research I've done but EMS stands for or eat, move, meditate, and sleep. And if you're going to master the fundamentals, we talked earlier in this podcast about the breakdown of the fundamentals. If you're going to master the fundamentals of optimal performance as a human being or as an athlete, you've got to make sure you're eating the right way, that you're moving the right way with your body, you're exercising, keeping yourself in, in peak shape, you're meditating and creating some space and some quiet in your mind, and you're getting enough sleep because that's where the magic happens. Do you and the bear ever plan to extend the family? Oh man! I mean, we got the two Frenchies, don't they count? We got we got Yodi and Cypress. They should count, I think, as extending the family. But you know, that's a great question. And um, I mean, I my when I think of family, I've always you know I've always looked at family as bigger than just the last name Kane, you know, and 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 my wife. I've looked at family as as the people that are listening to this podcast, the people that came here for a total immersion weekend and just spent 20 hours in the car driving all over the state of Texas, the people that I, that I get the chance to work with and, and they share their life story when I'm sitting down with them one-on-one. So when I think of family, man, my family is extended and it's huge and it's beautiful and I love it. If you're talking about, where we, are we going to have children? That's a different question. Um, and I don't know if I have an answer to that. I, I think so. It's part of the plan. Uh, God willing, you know, we'll see, we'll see if that's in the cards for us here, but probably, I don't know, 2018, 2019. I mean, I like to plan everything out. Ideally that would, it would come right around Thanksgiving because that's my slowest time of year, but we'll see, we'll see what happens, right? We'll take them when you can get them. So, and are we, are we currently, uh, trying for children? No. Are we practicing? Uh, not as much as I would like to. <laughs> oh, can I say that? I can say that. It's my podcast. I can say that, can I? Yeah, okay. What is the biggest challenge that you face as a peak performance coach? I think it's the same challenge anybody has. Consistency, man. I mean, just getting up and going to get it every day. Um, It's it's the challenge of constantly trying to rebrand yourself and constantly trying to get 1% better in all areas. And I think that's been evident, you know, since I, I, I've created a, a team and, and you guys have been helping out and trying to do everything at a higher level. I mean, right now we're using a different microphone than we've ever used before. You know, we've got different lights in the video studio than we've ever used before. And all of those things are making the machine 1% better. So I think the biggest challenge is also the thing that's the most exciting, which is continuing to get better at what you do so that you can serve and you can educate and empower and energize other people at a higher level, better than you've ever been able to do it before. That's, that's probably the most challenging thing. The other piece is turning off, man. I mean, I have a really hard time turning it off because it's not like I have to turn it on. It's a lifestyle. It's not an event. You know, I mean, it's the first, peak performance is the first thing I think about when I wake up. It's the last thing I think about before I go to bed. I don't watch TV. I don't have any hobbies. Um, to me, it's, it's, it's all a hobby. It's all a game. I don't work. I, I execute mission. You know, and Jim Schlossnagel said it best. He's the head baseball coach at TCU, and he bought the house right across the street from the baseball stadium. And he said, you know, I don't golf. I don't hunt. I don't fish. I coach my baseball team, and I love my family, and that's it. And, you know, at the time I heard that and I kind of laughed and I was like, oh, that's, just, that's just Schloss being Schloss. But the, the older I get and the more focused I get, the more that makes total sense to me. 
you know, I'll go swing the clubs once in a while and I love the rip lips as much as anybody in terms of fish, but you know, I'd rather go teach a team than go rip lips. And I love ripping lips, but I love teaching teams more. And if I had three days left to live, I would go bass fishing on Lake Champlain and I would be teaching and I would go on a stage. That would be my plan. What are some of the quote unquote little things that you do to be at your best every day? I mean, I think it starts with the fundamentals of EMS. You know, I've really cleaned up my eating and my nutrition thanks to Coach Jason Spector and even helped take that, um, you know, to another level with my relationship with Thomas Newman, the strength conditioning coach at uh, Yale University, who I refer to as the savage of strength. He's one of the best in the country. And those guys have really, really helped me clean up my nutrition and my macros, which is simply knowing your fat, carb, and protein grams to get you to the body weight that you want to be at. You know, that's something where when you've been 240 pounds sitting behind a desk uh, all day, you know, and your dinner is a six pack and a pizza, you've got to, you know, you, you, and then you're able to get back into right now as I'm recording this podcast, the best shape of my life. But what are the things that I do? I think it's that eating though the macros has been huge, traveling as much as I do, getting the Yeti cooler, <clears throat> looking for a sponsorship, but getting a Yeti cooler and bringing that with me, bringing food so that I don't have to, I don't get caught either not eating or eating, you know, fast food, things like that, which I love. And I love, man, there's nothing better than a Whopper Jr. with cheese, damn. Um, but I try not to eat those, uh, or Chick-fil-A spicy chicken biscuit. Uh, that's really good too. Um, so I think that's one movement is there one. I think I wake up and, I, and I've really got that AM routine locked down where I wake up, I go to, I use the restroom, I weigh myself, I put my street clothes on, which my alarm on my cell phone is on top of my street clothes in the bathroom. So that I, if I, when I go to turn my alarm off, I'm actually putting my clothes on before I put my alarm off, listen to kickstart my heart, get me going in the morning. And then as I put the shoes on, I go outside, I smash a, a two-scoop muscle farm protein shake with one scoop of saddle greens, I go right into the barn, and I'm either on the bike watching a, watching a philosopher's notes or some sort of YouTube video that's educational, or I'm going out and I'm on a run, or I'm getting in the car and I'm going to Orange Theory, or I'm going to Pilates, or I'm going to Jiu-Jitsu, or I'm doing whatever to start my exercise first thing in the morning because once you get in that office and once you get in your email or once you open up social media, it's done, man. You're not going to exercise because you're going to get pulled into the into the rabbit hole. So I think that's probably the number one thing is is exercise BE before electronics. Um, and then trying to increase my commitment to get eight to nine hours of sleep a night has been really, really important. Of all of the tremendous interviews that you've had on this podcast, who is one of your favorites and why? Hmm. They've all been good. I, you know, the one that sticks out to me the most, I think, is probably Cat Osterman, the uh, four-time All-American pitcher at the University of Texas, because I just haven't had enough female athletes on here. You know, I'd say it's probably nine to one. If we've done 100 episodes, which this is, which blows me away because I never thought we'd get to 100 episodes. It's like Rob Gilbert saying he's got 9,500 success hotline messages. Started January 22nd, 1992. Unbelievable. So who knows how many podcast messages we're going to have. I don't know, but I know I need one for next Wednesday. So we're going to be focusing on that. That's the process. That's the next 200 feet. But yeah, I'd say if we've had 100 episodes, maybe we've had 10 10 women on here, which I want to increase the amount of uh, women that we have on the podcast. Uh, But I think Kat Osterman's interview, it was so good on so many levels. Uh, one, just because she was such so phenomenal as an athlete, but she's also a softball coach. And she had worked with Ken Revisa when she was younger. She's won Olympic medals. She might be the most recognizable, one of the most recognizable female athletes in, in the country. Um, 
and is just a, a phenomenal human being. And when you when you I, when I didn't know Cat and I watched her compete, I'd be like, yeah, I'm not sure she would be very nice to be on a podcast because she just gets it. She flips the switch and she goes, man. But when you when she competes, it looks like she'd rip your face off. But when you get to know her, man, she's just a sweetheart. She's one of the nicest people I've ever been around. Caring, huge smile, huge giver, selfless, but a absolute warrior and master of the mental game. So hers was was fantastic. I think another one stuck out to me was probably Jim Schlossnagel, just because we've been together for so long now. He was you know one of the first coaches I started working with back in 2006 at TCU as the head baseball coach, and we did that episode as we went into our tenth season together. Um, so just to see how much he has grown and how much TCU baseball has grown and to have, you know, a point zero 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 one percent of an impact on the growth of that program um, has been has been fun to watch, you know, and to hear him talk about and use the terminology of the mental game is uh, is really exciting and was fun to see that growth. Does Brian Kane ever sleep? Yeah, I try. I mean, I, I mean, my routine is to try to get in the rack at nine and and try to read. Um, you know, I always have a book right there on my counter. Let me, let me, let me. You know, the book that actually uh, I was just was was going to bring from the office into the bedroom tonight to start reading is called "A Philosopher's Notes" by Brian Johnson. So, I always have a book on there. I probably get about two or three pages in, and then I'm usually out. Um, but I try to sleep about ten to six, you know, and I try to get a half an hour variance in there. So I want to get in the rack at the latest by nine thirty, sometimes ten thirty in that window. So I try my goal is ten to six, which is eight hours, and I try to give myself thirty minutes of flexibility on either side. Sometimes I can't get on a call if it's a West Coast call until ten o'clock at night. So sometimes you have to be flexible with that. And then once the season starts and you start traveling, you just get crushed, you know, because you don't get into places until like just there just the other night we drove from college station, Texas at what we left there about midnight and got into Lubbock at 7am. So uh, hard to sleep when you're doing that, but you make up for it. And as long as you have the plan 10 to six, you can adapt and adjust based off of that. So I love sleep. I, I, I've, I went through a long period of my life undervaluing sleep. I think a lot of our listeners probably undervalue sleep and I've developed a relationship with a guy named Dr. James Moss, who was a professor at Cornell of, of peak performance and sleep psychology for about 48 years. And reading his books, Sleep to Win, Sleep for Success, Power Sleep, um, have, have changed my life because they make me value sleep and having a better understanding of what's going on with sleep and you know the, the growth hormone that gets released and, and the REM cycles and all those things that actually happen, myelin regeneration. If you want to be a peak performer, you have to get sleep and you have to value that because that's where the magic happens. And it happens usually between hours six and nine, depending on your age. So if you're undersleeping, you're probably underdeveloping. And if you're frustrated with your results, it's probably not because of the work you're putting in. It's probably because of the recovery you're not getting by not getting to sleep. So get your blue light glasses, which I should be wearing because they're awesome. Get your blue light glasses that, that if you're going to be looking at screens and things like that, will help you to fall asleep. They won't have as much activity going on in the brain and uh, get yourself in the rack, man. What are you most excited about in this upcoming 2016, 2017 school year? Hands down, what I'm most excited about, and it's probably the most excited I've ever been in my life, is, and I can say that because I say that every day, and today it just continues to elevate, is the digital training program for the 12 Pillars of Peak Performance. Hands down. The amount of feedback that I got on the Pride program I made years ago has been off the charts, and this is 100 times better. This is the new system. This is the 12 Pillars of Peak Performance, right? You're familiar with the 80-20 rule. 
80% of your results come from 20% of what you do. Well, shit, for the last 15 years, what I've been doing is going through and looking at and saying, what's everything that I've taught? Well, what is it that people really do? What's the 20% that I teach in programs of the last 15 years that's gotten the 80% results? That's gotten the 800 guys drafted into Major League Baseball. That's won five NCAA national championships, six UFC world titles. What is that 20%? That's the 12 pillars of peak performance. And now, instead of me having to go around the country and and be limited to the amount of people that I can impact because there's only so many days in a year. We've created the digital training program for the 12 pillars of peak performance that you can access with your team 24 hours a day. It's world-class. It's the best we've ever done. And what I'm most excited about is that we're going to try to onboard close to a hundred thousand people this year. And if I were doing that on my own, I I couldn't do a hundred thousand people in five years. And we're going to be able to onboard and educate over a hundred thousand people with a digital training program this year. And that's significant impact. And if those people are coaches, this is what gets me super excited, is if those people are coaches, think about it. If there's 100,000 coaches and they've got 50 athletes that they impact that year, it's a lot. It's a lot. I can't do that math right now as I'm sitting here. I would need my iPhone for that. But 50 times 100,000. That's 5 million, I think. Last time I checked, that's a lot of people that we can be having that influence and impact on this year. So most excited about the 12 pillars of peak performance digital training program. Second to that is, is probably the 12 pillars of peak performance storybook series, you know, that's coming out that, uh, I really get excited when I write those. I kind of do method writing where I get into the characters, you know, and I pretend to be those guys and it just kind of flows and comes out, which is, which is a super cool way to write. So thank you to John Gordon for inspiring me uh, and educating me kind of on some of that storybook writing process and his podcast, which if you haven't listened to yet, when that one comes out, it's very, very good too. Today's podcast is sponsored by Potential Apparel. Potential Apparel is on a mission to inspire athletes to reach their true potential. If you're serious about reaching yours, then you have to go check them out. They make awesome clothing for dedicated and committed athletes. I'm a huge supporter of what they're doing, and that's why I wear their clothing with pride. Make a statement and join the movement today at PotentialApparel.com. Be sure you use promo code Brian Kane with a space between Brian and Kane for 15% off on your first order. Dominate the day with potential apparel. Thanks for listening to the Brian Kane Peak Performance Podcast. Please make sure that you visit BrianKane.com. That's B-R-I-A-N-C-A-I-N.com. And sign up for my Monday message, where every Monday I deliver straight to your inbox videos, interviews, articles, tips, techniques, and strategies that you can use to master the mental game. You can also contact me through my website on our Contact Us page and see my calendar of where I'm going to be in the country and when I'm coming to your area so that we can get together and that we can continue to go out there and dominate the day. This is a production of Corn Belt Sports. The Brian Kane Peak Performance Podcast is part of the Top Coach Network.